everyone and welcome back to the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast, our special E3 middle of the week reaction to Nintendo and the entire thing episode. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, I'm Patrick Shanley, one of your hosts. I'm joined as always by my best friend and co-host Edmund Arnold and huge Nintendo stan. Just this guy is such a shill for Nintendo. He never stops. He's just all about Nintendo all the time. I, I, I do like Nintendo. I mean, that was the that was the system that I was raised with that most of us were raised with so i i consider myself a nintendo aficionado aficionado there we what go what was your, what was your first nintendo uh nes really yeah and i had a bunch of fisher price games how did did you have i mean your sister's a lot older than you i wanted to no i had no one live with me so my sisters never played games my, i would not read my mom could not get me to read so my doctor suggested that she go and get me things that i'm interested in so my very intelligent mom went and got a bunch of rpgs and a bunch of Fisher Price games, which you have to read. And I learned how to read through that, and yeah, it worked. So, and then she got me a bunch of comic books. Wow, Nintendo literally formed your entire life. Um, let's move on to today's announcements. So, <laughs> just talking about your childhood in the NES, which I'm happy. So, to do. when I was fu- no, okay, all right, that was uh, a therapy session. Everybody said that Nintendo won E3 today, mm. though I think that's recency bias because I think you could easily make the argument that. Microsoft won E3. I am back and forth between the two. I thought Nintendo did a fantastic job today, but you seem to think a little bit differently than me, Edmund. It was okay. Like, everyone was... What else did you want? I mean, an update on Animal Crossing? Like, a a mention of Animal Crossing? Why? How long do games have to live nowadays? That's my thing. I Well, you would think that Nintendo, and maybe I'm wrong... But I was under the impression that Animal Crossing helped them move more Nintendo Switches than ever before because there is like a great push for people to buy Nintendo Switches when that game was announced. And I have people that I talk to who have never played video games before that bought a Nintendo Switch for that Animal Crossing. But that's pandemic related, right? Some of it has to be. It was literally launched in the month that the pandemic started. Yeah, but not even a mention, not even like a Metroid mention where it's like, hey, yeah, Animal Crossing, everything was postponed. We had big ideas for it. But maybe you know that game that everybody owns who owns a Switch. Do you just answered your own question? You just answered your own question. How do I Every, answer my own question? Everybody already owns it. What do they care now? Because you want to keep updating it and no Why? one's playing. They're it not anymore. getting any money out of that. You don't have to pay for the updates. I'm, that's what I wanted though. I wanted a paid DLC. I wanted a big major paid DLC that was going to give us more, uh, more shops, more items, more things like that. But that's that's whatever, whatever. I can sit here and complain about that, no. that whatever. Um, forever, but spoiled nerd. The, yeah, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> um, but I think what Nintendo announced today, it was for a niche audience. It was for like well, people like me who want to see a WarioWare, who want to see a hey. Shin Megami. Like it, most people that own an do most people that own a Nintendo Switch want to see those two titles. I could no, be wrong. No, no chance. Um, though WarioWare is fantastic, and besides Mario Golf, that was my most exciting thing that came out of this because WarioWare is the most fun in the entire world. All minigame games are my favorite thing, and also just because now we brought it up, there's a new Mario Party too. Which Who cares? I love Mario Who Party. Ca- no, you love Mario Party. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this again. When was the last time you played Mario Party? Uh, I know I was wasted. 
Okay. I can't remember. I said before we started recording that I played it when I was a teenager, but I'm pretty sure I played it in my 20s, but I was as drunk as a teenager when I was Let's get a group of our friends together, and let's play Mario Party online when this releases, and then tell me if you still like Mario Party. Well, that's going to be influenced by playing with you guys, who are not really fans of. You You love us, but the, the thing is, is like Mario Party is not as fun as it used to be. And maybe I'm in the minority here, but those games take forever. Even when you're playing on like this, the smallest amount of turns. No, it is like playing Monopoly. It's like 78 days. Forever. And like the mini games in the last one, most of them weren't fun. So I don't know, man. Like for the Mario Party fans out there, I think it's great because you're getting what all the Mario 64 content on this one. Which was the best one? Sure. Yeah, that was the one we all played. That's the one that we all remembered. I remember the GameCube one being pretty strong. So it seems like we're going to get a new Mario Party, like a Mario Party remastered or something, it, which was weird. Oh, there's a lot of that. But also, sorry, before we move off of this, I'm just confused because you love WarioWare, which is nothing but mini games, but you don't like mini games, but you don't like Mario Party, which is yeah. the exact same thing. Because WarioWare has games where you're like tweezing people's nose hair. Like that stuff is fun. It's unique. It's it's odd. It's like it, and it fits Warrior. Royal, right? It fits his character. He's a he's a <laughs> he's weird. Jerk. He's a jerk. He's weird, and he does weird things. So that's why I like the WarioWare stuff. And we haven't seen an, a good one since the Nintendo DS days. So I don't know. Mario. It's exciting, I guess, for Mario Party because you're getting a hundred mini games from the past catalog. Uh, it's a collection of all the previous Mario Party boards and mini games, and it's all retooled and remastered for the new title. So, I, you know, more mini-games is good. Maybe it will actually make me enjoy Mario Party again. But I, I just, every time I sat down with my group of friends and played this one on the Switch, I, we never had a good time. We were all just like, man, this is still going on. It's because they were saving all the good ones for this new game. Also, you can play it online now, so you can play with strangers and start fights with them. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Nothing about this game should be played online. Like, the entire point of this game is that it's almost like a local co-op. But it's cool because I can play with you, right? And you don't True. live in the same city as me, and Thank we never God. play video games. So, like, you can, uh, you and I, and then we, if we had a friend in, you know, Nevada, we could play with them. So, you know, that's cool because you can get together with all your old friends, and I like that. But oh, you can use you can use stickers to communicate in the game. Okay, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. I can use, and I guess you can also use stickers to mess your party up but i guess that's in lieu of them not having voice chat good they shouldn't have voice chat (laughs) (laughs) this is the last thing we need i mean if you're trying to play a co-op game on nintendo switch it's impossible because you have to go through discord and it's just such a travesty yeah man just pull up like your phone and put it on speakerphone no (laughs) who wants to do do you play who wants to do that yeah i have two things going at the same time oh man and then i have to my phone might die and I have to find shut up you don't know what you're talking about you you're right with that. no now you that you explain you explain the whole thing and now I want to jump off my belt yeah me. you make me mad that made me mad um no one wants to do that but yeah I okay I know there's a lot of people that like Mario Party good for you but it's just uh, uh. <laughs> I, I think the bulk of this entire presentation now that I'm like going through and reading what actually came out I I, I kind of blacked out almost everything that was announced in this am I echoing no, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, maybe no, it's no. just on my end. No, no, my end. <laughs> Whatever, that'll be a fun little treat for everybody to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Woo! 
A lot of the things that are in here I didn't really care about and just kind of like stopped paying attention for a little bit while I was thinking of funny things to tweet and then came back for the bigger announcements. But there's like the Strange Brigade. There's another thing about Mario and Rabbids, which you already saw. There's a lot of like red retread ground too. Uh, we saw Marvel's Guardians Galaxy again. We saw mm-hmm. Just Dance again. We saw mm-hmm. this Mario. Sorry, what was the other one? There's Monster a lot of stories too. Monster again. Hunters, Just Dance again. Life is Strange again. Oh, we learned about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot coming in the system. Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. They gave like an update for that. We saw Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two again. Yeah, a lot of two ports. point campus again. Um, Worms Rumble. Sure, that game is cool. So I'm glad to see that. But the only reason why I liked Worms Rumble is because it was free on my PlayStation 5. So I don't know how I would feel about paying for that. I, don't, I just don't think there's enough game there to pay like a full... Yeah, except a bear can wear a... Sorry, a worm can wear a bear costume. Damn it, I yeah, said it backwards. Those, those costumes are cool. So, you know, Doom Eternal is getting some DLC. I don't know anyone who's played Doom Eternal on, on Switch? Nintendo Switch, but that yeah. sounds terrible. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is going to be coming out for the Switch, and I think that's a perfect home for it. Sure. We'll see if we'll be able to play. Um, so There's a Fatal Frame. There's lots of, like, just smaller B-level ones. And then, uh, this is why I like I understand, other than Animal Crossing, I don't really know what else you expected from this. We didn't get Metroid Prime 4. We got a Metroid, Metroid 4. But we got a Metroid game, and it's a 2D throwback. Which is what I thought everybody wanted to see. I, you know, I know everybody is crazy about that Prime, but I was under the impression that everybody wanted to see a 2D Metroid. And it looks they got awesome. That t- it does look awesome. They got the 2D Metroid, and they're happy about that. So that that was a huge that was a huge reveal, on their part. I think that was, and it looks good. Uh, I was and it was a game. surprise. It's like one of the rare surprises from E3 this year in general, except for that new Bethesda game, Redfall. I can't think of anything else that was like a real surprise that came from this year. It's going to be interesting to see how Metroid handles itself with all these type of games that are out right now, with Hollow Knight, which is excellent, with, uh, you wouldn't call, it's a Metrovania, so it's not a... Well, that's what's so funny about this, right, is that now the series that launched 10,000 indie game imitators now has to compete against all those games because it's been what 19 years since we had a metroid game yeah i mean and you have some heavy hitters to go against you have hollow knight you have ori in the blind forest ori in the blind forest 2 which were great games mm-hmm. a lot of people like guacamole you have uh the steam world <laughs> wait what'd you say guacamole guacamole is a pretty popular game for xbox did you mean guacamole guacamole thank you did i say guacamole guacamole Sorry, yeah if it was like an irish girl we're recording during dinner time leave me alone I eddie was late to the podcast because he had season his food today you wouldn't understand that i wouldn't no i you eat wouldn't. everything unseasoned him with mayonnaise which is disgusting but <laughs> it's also Ew. 5 p.m good point <laughs> yeah so yes we're recording during dinner time so i'm hungry but yes so well, it's, I'm well, it's inter- dinner at 5 p.m i have a baby and i eat dinner later than you because I, I i have to compete with other people in this house you don't live with a bunch of people i live with two other people and they, they don't have a they schedule s- they steal your food no but they use the kitchen we only have one kitchen you cook yeah I'm well, are you surprised that I cook? A little bit. I'm learning a lot about you right now. The only thing yeah. I've ever seen you cook is like ramen. I've seen you eat. <laughs> I've never cooked ramen, first of all. Who do you, <laughs> which black you? person are you mistaking me for? I've never I cooked know. ramen. I went to Minogue. I paid for my schooling. I don't eat ramen. A rare Minogue reference on the podcast. I, I, I am I'm rich. We don't eat ramen around my areas. Lottie dumb. I didn't even Bay eat area. ramen in college. Get out of here. I'm Bay Area. We don't eat call. We don't eat no, I'm just kidding. We We're getting off topic. What we yeah, really sorry. should be talking about is Mario Golf and how it's the greatest game that's ever been made by anyone ever. Are you Yeah. Not, it looks Mario, fun. All the Mario Sports games are awesome. 
It looks real fun. Uh, I, I like you know I like the stuff they're doing. Speed golf, battle golf, playing yeah, some, golf as Luigi with a backwards hat. What else do you want? I mean, battle golf looks cool. They have they added like a lot of platforming elements to a golf game. So yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> let's play it. Let's buy it for sixty dollars. Why not? Mario Tennis with a travesty, but I'm sure this, they've learned from their mistakes. That did just kind of like come and go, didn't it? Which is yeah. funny because I love the old Mario Tennis games. Oh, and I was so excited, and I put like a good forty hours into that game, but there was nothing to do. All I did was just get beat in every t- online tournament that I played. So it seems like they learned from that. And it's like it looks like golf story. Golf, I almost called it golf story. Golf story like is Mario. awesome. <laughs> yes, it looks like Mario Golf added a lot of stuff, which is going to make it. Yeah, it's more, it's more of a full game. It's funny, everything you just described, though, is what I feel with Smash, and every single Nintendo Direct has some Smash involved with it, and maybe it's just because I'm not a fighting game person, but I just, like, I feel left out because everyone's so excited about these things, and I do not care at all. Why don't you care? Because what do I care about a new player being added to a game that I don't really play anyway? Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, that's, why I had to, that's why I had to ask you, because I'm like... Every time Smash Bros. reveals a new character, I'm like, you could do this. Do you have to attach this to a Nintendo Direct? Can't you just do this, like, on a tweet? And, like, juke us out every single time they do it. Like, every time it has to be, like, a little tease where he's, like, carrying Ganondorf and you're like, oh, wow, this is going to be Breath of the Wild. Be like, nope, it's just the guy from Tekken in Smash. I thought we were getting a Super Dark Zelda at first. Nope. I was like, oh, man, he is carrying Ganondorf's body what is going on is like i and then they're like oh no this is smash and a tekken character is in smash so that's that's the most fascinating thing about everything all of that to me is that we're are we going to start seeing more of these characters from fighting games why haven't we already is what i'm i mean we've seen street fighters right we've seen the ryu right am i wrong i don't know i haven't played smash Brothers since it came out okay so you don't play it either so do you care no, we, of course Ryu not. is in the game. Ryu is in the game, yeah. Okay, Ryu is in the game. Uh, I don't know who else from other fighting franchises, but Tekken, I think that's that's cool. I guess, I mean, it has a lot of the move sets, so I can understand if I was somebody who was into fighting games and I'm used to playing as this character that I would like feel comfortable having them in my new game. But I also feel like, doesn't this cheapen the game that you're already playing? Like, Does it? I, it's just it feels like it's such a hodgepodge at this point like what even is this game it's so bloated i think that's what makes it so strong though yeah it's maybe like, it's like the fortnite of fighting games you just add every character that you can to it the fortnite of fighting games i love that yeah because that's what fortnite is essentially now it's just to just give you new skins every month every two weeks it seems like they're coming out with skins all the time so it just and, but it, the thing that's different is just it's not just a skin you know all of these characters play remarkably differently right and that's um, what i respect about this game and why it's so beloved it's not like it's not flippant when they add somebody in there it's a huge yeah, thing and, and me saying we don't care is just because we don't care like this is it's great that this game is continue it's still getting updated right that's what i want right but animal not crossing. for animal crossing yeah do you yes, find that that's what i want for animal crossing it's like, because at, they can sell these fighters they sell fighter passes exactly exactly i mean look at capcom capcom came out with their uh monthly pat or their monthly what they're coming out for monster hunter rise so you know all these it seems like all that's monster hunter 2 by the way uh monster what is it called monster hunter what is the name of that ridiculous long monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruin which which looks good i'm I'm not gonna lie um i was on the fence about that game for the longest time but when they started talking about monsties and writing the monsties they got you with the monsties they got me with the monsties but my thing about monster hunter is 
and this is a tangent, I'm sorry, but I played Wait a lot on of Monster me. Hunter. You know I played a lot of Monster Hunter, right? So You, you put over a hundred hours into this game, right? And in the first in Monster yeah. Hunter World, I put like hundred and fifty with Good this Lord. one. I'm approaching about like fifty with this one, uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Love it. My thing is, is you're gearing me up for the last two hundred hours to kill these monsters. Now I gotta befriend these monsters? What what kind of message are you sending me? I'm killing these monsters for the ecosystem, I think. So I can establish myself in the new world, but now I'm supposed to be friends with them. What kind of message are you trying to send to me, Capcom? You got to reckon and with the damage that you've wreaked upon. That's this what ecosystem. I'm saying. So I'm just killing all of these monsters. I'm killing all of these these monsties. I'm killing baby monsters, but now I'm supposed to befriend them, and they're supposed to be on my side. And these monsters are just supposed to be happy with me. Maybe the real monster the whole time was you. Maybe. That's Maybe, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but that was that just I that was running that through my mind. But regardless of that, that moral conundrum that I'm in, the game looks fine. It looks really good for an RPG, and I, I'm probably gonna pick it up. Yeah, I figured that would be your cup of tea. I'm just not even with Monster Hunter World. I appreciate that it's a fantastic game for whatever reason. It just doesn't grab me. That gameplay loop, I'm just not into. Yeah, and a lot of people aren't into it. And, it's just you know, so I'm, much. It's like I have to do homework before I play it. Yeah, and I think what I'm excited about with this Monster Hunter is that we're actually going to get a, you know, a, it looks like a kid-friendly story within the franchise. So, I've never played Monster Hunter, Hunter Stories 1, so I don't even know what that looks like. So, you know, I'm going to get it, I'm going to play it, hopefully it's enjoyable, but it looked like, it looked like a quality RPG. Yeah, uh, Capcom stays killing it right now, they're doing fantastic. Um, uh, we got a couple other things that we saw from other places too, I just... I don't know. I, I'm not I sure. What, Nintendo. I, th- I think it was good. I think it was really good. I, I wish... This is the thing. I was waiting so much for Breath of the Wild 2, and then when it finally came, I barely even remember what I saw in that reveal. It didn't, I think you were it didn't really excited. happen much. You know? you, you're probably really excited, and you're probably on Twitter. But before we get to the Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. because I want to bring up Advance Wars, because they said they're, they're announcing a Advance Wars 1 to 2 uh, reboot camp. Which sounds like it is a re-release of the first two games, I think. That would be my understanding of that title. Okay, so, uh, and it looks like the differences is that it has game-changing terrain and weather. So, I know there's a lot of Advanced Wars fans out there, so good on them. They're releasing a, they're releasing a remaster. I've so, never played these games. Is this a time that I jump back into it? That's my thing with these remasters. I'm actually okay with it because there's so many games that, like, if it gives a new lease on life, I'm all right with it. It is, and it looks like it's a remastered version of Advanced Wars and the sequel Advanced War 2, Black Hole Rising, and a new polygonal graphical style. So the like style is different. But, like, we have so many tactical strategy RPG games right now that in a, they're going to keep re- releasing... But we have so many, so there's so many of every type of game at this point. You know, like what's what's truly unique that's out there right now. I know, and like, should you be remastering these games when there's so many of these other games out there along with the same ilk, without having some dramatic gameplay change, right? Well, they are changing the style, so I'll give them that. And then we've talked about this many times. It just comes down to like, what's the cost of these? Sometimes remasters are pretty cheap, and if you can just crank it out and get some more money from it, like look at what they did with. Um, uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, a fantastic game that all they had to do was just port onto the Switch and then, bam, sell it for 60 bucks, and they sold a crap ton of it. Well, that's what they're going to do for Advance Wars, and it seems like... I think Advance Wars is going to do real well. 
but you know and i've never played advanced wars so i'm you know i'm coming at it i just don't know what is so different from an advanced wars as opposed to a XCOM. i don't know what's different with uh, from an advanced wars and a gear tact gears tactics i don't know what's different from an advanced wars to a mutant year zero we have had so many of these type of games like wargroove came out what, last year wargroove was a fantastic wargroove is Two, no, that's two years old. Years yeah, 2019. Because I played moly. it on an airplane, and I can't remember the last time I was on an airplane. Holy so. moly. And to me, Wargroove hit its stride. Like, that was the tactical game of tactical games, tactical strategy games. I can't believe you said it hit its stride instead of saying it found its groove. I'm just disappointed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't write, though. I'm a teacher. We don't, we don't think of stuff like that. We're not True. smart. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just it's going to be interesting to see if, if Advanced Wars does anything differently to break the mold yeah it has four player online play and there's local co-op i don't know if it had that originally but that might be new features to it the thing is i don't think it needs to do anything new all you need is like one new thing and there's a new style so screw it like that's enough to get people who already bought it will buy it on a new console if they really care and then you just have a new audience and this is a bigger audience than where it was before so yeah that's very true and then our producer saying that funky kong is in it no, Funky Kong's in Tropical Freeze. Oh, okay. I was about to say. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, sorry. I read that wrong. I was like, wait, Funky Kong's in Advanced Wars? Maybe I'm going to get this uh, game. Yeah, I would buy it day one if that was the case. So actually, like, let's get Funky Kong into Advanced Wars. That would make me really excited for that war game. War. That war. Uh, that yeah. war game. That would make me excited for a war. You drafted a whole bunch of Funky Kongs. I want to talk about Breath of the Wild. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. we got to talk about Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania first. Okay, yeah. actually, though, Super Monkey Ball is super fun. It's an amazing game. And another package of remasters, right? Yeah. Which is a remaster that I want to see. Sure. When's the last time we saw Super Monkey Ball? I feel like Super Monkey Ball was just in the news recently. Because it was leaked. This was leaked. I mean, it's probably what it is. Also, Super Monkey Ball, a lot younger than I thought it was. It first launched in 2001. I was shocked. No way. Yeah, I know. Doesn't it feel, I could have sworn I played this in the 90s. I thought I was growing up with this game. I guess I well, kind of was. I remember wearing Oakley's and Jinko pants and playing Super Monkey Ball. Yeah, I mean, but it's Ultimate Super Monkey Ball experience. More than 300 stages from Super Monkey Ball, Super Monkey Ball That's two, a lot Super of Monkey, Monkey Balls. Ball, that's a lot of Monkey Ball. And not only do you have that, you have 12 fun mini games including monkey racing, monkey soccer, monkey bowling, and monkey baseball. You'd be a fool not to buy this game. No, this, this is worth it. This is worth it, and it's really That's value. Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. It's coming out for all systems. I just like yeah. the, this thing. This series is just cranked for, like, a while, you know? Like, it's never been an A-plus series, but it's always been there, and people it's are crazy enjoyable. about it. Yeah, yeah the people that... Because it's a very enjoyable game. It's just pure fun. And so I don't easy think It's to pick very up. easy. Very it's not an easy game, but it's easy to pick up. Yeah, anybody can get into it. And it looks like the last one was re actually released for Switch. Huh, interesting. Super Monkey Ball... Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. Okay, now we gotta talk about Breath of the Wild, please. For the love of God. Love okay, God. first, we gotta talk about Dragon Rope... <laughs> <laughs> or Dag Dagenropa. D I can't Dagenropa. Say I was so happy to hear somebody say that name out loud because I've only ever read it. Well, how do you say it? Dagenropa? S? D Dagenropa? Dagenropa. 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 I never, like, I hear, I see these games. Dagenropa. Okay, I've seen these games all the time. I've always wanted to play one. I, I, I feel like this is the time to get into it. 
again, they're packaging three of them together, so it is a good time but to do it. Might as well. Might as well. This entire, like, okay, so it was new stuff at the beginning and kind of a little bit in the middle and then at the end, and then the rest of it was just like, we're packaging a whole bunch of games together. That's it. That was the entire presentation. With the Danganronpa, though, they announced a new one and also announced that they're going to package all of them together in Dragonropa Decadence. That's so, a great name. That's a great name. Dude, again, I go back. It's just like, what else did you want? Are you really just being bitter because they didn't have Animal Crossing? Like, what else did you want? I'm being bitter because I didn't get Splatoon. That's why I'm bitter. Like, I can sit here and talk about Animal there, Crossing all day, but I, I was, I'm bitter because I, I didn't see Splatoon. There are two of them. There are two of them already. Well, I huh. want three. I want three of them. There's like 20 Zelda games. They're the and greatest. you're like, eh, it's Zelda. They're it's the like, greatest games of all time. We're getting two Zelda games in like two years. We're getting a Skyward Sword. That's not uh, enough. I need more. Uh, and then we're getting uh, what you call it? The your your game that we can talk about now. Finally, Breath of the Wild two. Yeah, sure. The greatest thing that's ever been made. Here's the thing. <laughs> this game is the only thing I care about because I think Breath of the Wild is probably top five greatest games of all time. And yet, before we started this. You and our producer, Riley, were saying that it's not a good game. And frankly, uh, uh, I want to uh, punch no. both of you in your stupid faces. I never said it's not a good game. Riley, I don't think Riley ever said it's not a good game. Riley just said it was in his cup of tea. And he said he also said he was in the very he was in a minority, Twitter minority. Yeah, minority um, of a bunch of stupid idiot jerk faces. I'm under the impression that, yeah, Breath of the Wild was good. Um, I enjoyed it. But did anyone beat that game? I beat it. I beat it twice, all the way through. Because you only play one game a year. Yeah, when it's a really good game. So, you know, and I could be wrong, because I, I saw a bunch of people tweet like, oh, yeah, it comes out in a year, so that gives me a whole year to beat it. So I'm like, why are you clamoring about a game when you didn't even beat the first one? Yeah, also, like, is that going to come out next year? And I don't know. I kind of expected it to be a Christmas game this year. And instead... Breath of the Wild 2? Yeah, I don't know why. I just thought that that would be the big announcement. It wasn't just a little look at it. I thought that it was a little bit farther along, and we were going to finally... I thought it was going to be Breath of the Wild 2 for Christmas, and then we were going to get some news on Metroid Prime 4. Well, I think their Metroid game is going to be the big fall game. Um, is that it, then, from Nintendo? And I, you would think, right? I guess you don't need more than one a year, right? Like one... Mm. When you're looking at what Xbox is coming out for the next couple of months, you would think that they would want to try to compete, but I guess you don't need to compete with them. I don't think they have to. You had such a good year. You had such a good two years, I I mean, or five years when you think about it. Uh, Yeah, I was shocked by that, too, because I think it came out in 2017, and I guess this is the fifth year of the Nintendo Switch. They opened it up by saying that, and I was like, holy cow, a lot of time has gone past. We are now at least in the middle of the life cycle of the Switch. Yeah, we are. We are. So, I mean, we got to be seeing these big games, you know? Yeah. This is the time that it should be cranking. This is when all the good games should be popping out. And we didn't get a Switch Pro, which, frankly, I That was surprising. Yeah. Well, especially because all the insiders were telling us, like, oh, it's pretty much confirmed. Like, it's definitely going to happen. Well, I've heard s- it from my friend who knows it from this guy. Well, they even said software. They said we'll, we'll be talking about Nintendo Switch software that's going to be coming out in 2022. It seemed like the only software that they announced were those um, Game & Watch. That's hardware. Legend of Zelda. Was that hardware? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they say hardware or did they say software? I can't remember. I don't know what you're referencing. I I'm have referencing no idea what you're talking the, about. Because you know how Nintendo Direct basically has to come out and say, this is what you're going to get. So yeah, otherwise don't people jump down will... our throats. <laughs> right. Put down I, your pitchfork. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought they said somewhere, like, you're right. It was just software. It wasn't hardware. Okay. Okay. So, you know, they didn't confirm it before. 
Look, overall, I thought it was a pretty great event. I think it was definitely 1 or 1A in terms of all of E3. I don't think it was a super high bar, but frankly, I thought E3 was fine this year. I think it was really hard to pull together a digital event like this, and I think they did a pretty decent job of it. Uh, same with Summer Game Fest, though, again, like, it was super confusing what was what here. Um, I, I'm happy with it. I just, I, I see a lot of, I don't see a lot of hate, but a lot of, like, blasé attitude about this. This was hard to pull off, I think, for a lot of these people, and I don't think they realize how hard it was and how much the pandemic really screwed up the workflow of all these game studios. So again, I ask everybody, it's like, what did you really expect from all of this? And I, you know, and I complain to complain, but I, I completely agree with you. I think for what this year has been, year and a half has been, for what we saw announced, especially what we're getting in 2021, I'm surprised that we are getting so many games at the end of the year me too I'm very surprised like I just want to go through this list real quick these are games that are going to be dropping out dropping for fall and summer so we have Forza Horizon 5 Halo Infinite Deathloop Metroid Slide which I called because you can slide now but it's Metroid what is it Ruin um it's called Dread. Metroid Dread. Metroid Ruin is better. So I'm Chaos and Dread Ruin. were the words. Back of... for Blood, 12 Minutes, Psychonauts 2, Life is Strange, Rainbow Six Extraction, Lost Judgment, Sable, which is the indie game that I, I'm really excited for, Age of Empires, Battlefield 2042, Pokemon Diamond Pearl, Dying Light 2. That's a ridiculous... Fight Simulator, The Ascent, Mario Golf, Skyward Sword. That's a ridiculous right. list of games. And then there's a couple that are up in the air and we don't know, really. Yeah, and we don't. Even, that's not a single Sony game is on there. Like Sony exclusive that's game is on exactly. there, and well, you know Sony's going to have to drop something before the end of the year. You know, there's something else coming from Sony because they did end of last year. Now we have Ratchet and Clank in the middle of this year. There's one more coming later oh, on this year. God, do you even really need to release anything because you have Ratchet and Clank? I don't know. Horizon looks pretty good, and it looked pretty polished. When Horizon looked off. pretty good, but man, that Ratchet and Clank is so good. You almost can just like end the year on that in June. Yeah, I need to. I need to get it. It's I've that said, good. I've it's said many times. I, I haven't bought a game in a while, and I'm I'm gonna buy that game. It. You should. I think anybody that owns a PlayStation Five needs to buy this game because it's yeah. the first game. Returnal's good, but I think Returnal, like we talked about last week, is very hardcore. Mm-hmm. But I think Ratchet and Clank, for especially for gamers that are you know not, not so hardcore, it's kind of more casual. It, it's a perfect experience yeah. to get you into this. Um, All right, let's wrap things up. Uh, It's a little bit of an abbreviated podcast this week, but I do want to know what is your grade for E3 all around? And then, I mean, I guess... I guess we can throw Summer Game Fest in there, too, as, like, a separate thing. I don't know. I mean, just overall, with everything that we've seen over the last couple weeks, what is your grade? Given everything I'm going to grade on a curve, I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B. I think that's solid. I think I'm going to give it a B. You know, we complained a lot last week. I think Nintendo... Or Xbox's event was fantastic i think nintendo's event was great um i i do think xbox had the better showing this year because just the diversity of games and we're getting everything something every month Mm -hmm. but that does not mean that i think nintendo also spoke to its fans right we have we're getting a metroid we're getting a warrior where we're getting another mario and rabbits we're getting the breath of the wild 2 in 2022 we're getting another shin megami tensei and advanced wars Mario Party Superstars. Like, all these games are so popular within that Nintendo franchise. Mm -hmm. So it seems like they're really much speaking to their fans. So, you know, I think if I would have got Splatoon 3, I would have been completely different. I would have been like, oh, yeah, there's no Nintendo had the best E3 I've ever seen. Yeah, because you're a shill. I'm a shill. But, like, most people are shills that 
cover video games. So you know, whatever. <laughs> Shots send, me, send me stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would I would give it a B considering the pandemic, considering that everybody was working from home, considering that a lot of these presentations were probably built by people at home. Oh yeah. We've never seen anything like this before. I just I don't know what else you would want to see. I agree. I think I'm going to be a little bit more generous, but also grading on a curve here. Remember that. I'm going to give it a B plus just because I know how much work went into this. Um, I'm working on a story right now for freelance, and I've been talking to a lot of people all week. Um, and it was a lot of work from a lot of different people. So I appreciate all the work. At the same time, like, look, we all know is like a little bit less of a year than it would normally be. But considering we didn't have this last year, I think they did a great job. We did have Summer Game Fest last year, but it was a much different version of what this is. And this was a huge monkey wrench that everybody had to deal with. And they did, I think, as good a job as anyone could have possibly done considering the circumstances. And this is my question to people who are, who are complaining about E3 being terrible. What did you want to see announced that wasn't announced? Yeah. I feel like every game that people went into saying, we better see something, had a little tidbit for you. So you got your Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. You got your Bethesda game. Halo. Star- Starfield. Yeah, Starfield. You got Halo. You got Ace Attorney. I'm just bringing up the Ace Attorney because I love Ace Attorney. You got a new Guardians game, if you like Marvel. I mean, you had some surprises with Metroid. You had a surprise with the Halo. I think the Halo Infinite release date isn't a surprise. Um, we got the got, new IP from Bethesda too. You have a new IP from Bethesda too. So I mean, what were you, Mario Rabbits with a surprise? What were you looking for? Yeah, I know. Really, I, I I even feel it too. Just like nothing blew me away completely, but at the same time, like am I just that spoiled, or is things just like we already knew it all a lot before we were going into it? It just wasn't as secretive as it was in the past, and it doesn't have the energy. Here's my thing. Last thing I'm going to say. It just doesn't have the energy that it does when it's not a live event. And I truly feel that. Yeah. Maybe that's because I've been at the live events. But you just you feel it a lot more when it's a world exclusive. A world premiere, whatever the hell the Xbox thing says when you're sitting in a giant can of Monster Energy drink at the Microsoft Theater. Um, I just, I miss that. And I'm hoping we get back to it next year. And I Can I ask, I know we got to go, but I, can I ask you a real quick question? Really, really quick. So Take-Two, mm. Verizon, I watched, Take-Two was phenomenal, by the way. I loved it. I know a lot of people are going to be really angry about it but i love what they were talking about i love the diversity i love that they were talking about how young people can get into the gaming industry that is something that we try to focus on in this podcast so take two is fantastic to me but were the was the reason why there were so many people angry was because these like razors and these verizons would they usually be held off a keynote stage so that would they usually be in a closed door there's not even a keynote stage for e3 you know, okay. it's everybody rents out the time. You know, they do the Microsoft event that's like live at this one thing. No, they do. Oh. They don't. That's I think <laughs> this time it was front and center with all this like branding because they could be and they bought that airtime. In the past, it's just you walk by eighty different Verizon banners inside the LA Convention Center. And I just want to like highlight: people know E three is an advertisement event right people go there to sell things that's what conventions are for yeah i tweeted that stupid um the astronauts pointing a gun at somebody else about it like it's always been this <laughs> that's it, literally the we, entire thing even the games that you want to see you realize these are ads right yeah and i i think they just it was in the forefront this year when usually they right. wouldn't highlight this and we would never be able to access this i feel like a lot of consumers at home got access to E3 that they'd never experienced before, and all they did was bitch and complain about it. Yeah, well, so, welcome to the world. Now you've seen how the sausage is made. Um, regardless, I enjoyed it. 
Uh, I want to hear what people think. So let us know your own thoughts on E3 Summer Games Fest, pretty much everything that's happening. And let us know what you think of uh, Edmund and just his general thoughts on life. Yeah, and let us know what you th- why you think Breath of the Wild is the biggest letdown of all time. And uh, <laughs> then give me your address so I can come and punch you in your head because you're dumb. Like, write paragraphs to Patrick why Zelda is the most overrated franchise next to Final Fantasy. Send them care of I don't give a shit to... <laughs> Well, thank say? you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you very and much, everybody. We yes, love you. Make sure you listen to us. We're on everything. And make sure you check out our interview with Roger Craig Smith this week. Yeah. And again, if you like the podcast, share it. And if you don't like the podcast, send it to people that you don't like. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Bye. We love you. We Bye. love you. We thank love you, Riley, our new producer. Woo, thank you. Riley. Yeah. Hi, Earl. Hi, Earl. Hi, Earl.